Hi, Erin. Good morning. I have the pleasure today of speaking to Debbie Rosemont, who is a certified a professional organiser and a productivity consultant who started her company Simply Placed in 2003 and it helps clients increase productivity, maximise efficiency and bring balance and control into their work and lives, which all need. Debbie, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. First question, where did the name Simply Placed come from? You know, when I started the business, this was back in 2003, actually just before I started, I, I was thinking about uh, wanting to help people get more organized. And this this name came to me kind of a middle of the night that, you know, when our things are simply placed and they have a home, it makes us feel more organized. We are more organized. We don't waste time looking for things we know we have but can't find. It's easy to maintain. And so that's what I decided to name the business about having things be simply placed, originally starting to talk about physical things, but uh, it morphed into, you know, time on our schedule and, and things on our plans, simply placed. A place for everything and everything in its place. And that's it's right. pull. How lovely. I know your associates work with individuals and businesses to create effective organizational systems. They clear clutter. They, manage, they help manage time, focus on priorities, achieve goals. How did you get from a degree in psychology and a human resources background to this? You know, I've always enjoyed helping people make change. And so the degree in psychology and even the experience in human resources, kind of understanding how people think, how their brains work and how to make behavioral change came from the education and, you know, was put into play somewhat in my human resource experience, but very much so in the work that I've done in Simply Placed. Um, so that's really the, the transition is just helping people and, uh, and having that understanding of how the brain works and, and how we're motivated and, um, you know, what makes us make decisions that we make. That's, that's the transition. I want to ask you all about your popular It's About Time, which is a bloody brilliant name, by the way. You've got a virtual productivity program and a six-month productivity transformation package. But before we go there, I want to take you back to the 1980s. All right, let's go there. <laughs> I saw a fantastic photo on your Facebook page of a bunch of girls from the 1980s, which was exactly like my school ball photo. Uh-huh. So, oh, what were your favorite clothes? Because you know I got to get a question about clothes in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. What did you love about the 80s fashion, if you loved it at all? <laughs> well, looking back, now that we have hindsight, I would not say that I loved it. But in the moment, <laughs> in the moment, I embraced color um, even more so, I think, than I, I came to as an adult. Um, I was less worried, I think, maybe about what other people thought. And so there were definitely rainbow stripes involved. Um, the puffy shoulders or, uh, you know, eventually kind of shoulder pads to, you know, kind of show more presence was definitely a part of my, my wardrobe. Um, I liked things that were feminine and, um, you know, I like to be comfortable and warm. So yeah, leg warmers worked okay for me. And I was a dancer at the time. So they were part of my, they were part of my activity besides, you know, being part of fashion then. What kind of dancing did you do? 
Um, I did ballet, tap, and jazz uh, when I was young and um, did that really up until about high school. That definitely takes uh, an ability to organize and systems and, but but how much fun is that? I miss leg warmers. I miss the 80s clothing. I would quite happily bring it back, even in 2021. So what are you wearing now? I saw a great photo of you on your website, looking gorgeous with a classic white shirt with a beautiful powder blue pashmina draped over one shoulder and accompanying accessories. How would you, how would you define your style now? I would say, and I, I think this is interesting, as my work has come to be more virtual um, and less in person, so that you know it, it really went from doing live instructor-led training and in home and in office physical organizing appointments, um, you know, with with the pandemic, like many people, I pivoted and took things more virtually. So I would say that I have embraced the. Um, being comfortable, but still trying to express myself and have some sense of style. Um, I'm, I don't really follow trends closely. And I, I like a look for me that makes me both feel professional, but also approachable um, and uh, and still that feminine. So I, I think that what you're referring to uh, the outfit, and I know the one you're talking about, what I like about that is that jacket provides a little structure, but it's not super tailored and it's not tight. The um, that pashmina is just a soft touch of color and I have a soft side. <laughs> um, and so just a, a bit of color there and it's a color I like. Um, that, that kind of exemplifies how I would choose to, to dress on a, a pretty daily basis is, you know, something with a touch of feminine, um, a, a bit of color and, um, and it needs to be comfortable too. You clearly have a very well defined, developed sense of your personal style, which is fantastic. You're, you're obviously got congruence with your message and I have a feeling that your wardrobe, things are where they are supposed to be and you can find things when you want them. Well, you're right about that. <laughs> they are simply placed. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to your It's About Time. I sure. love that, that heading. Virtual productivity program. And you've got a six-month productivity. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words this morning. Productivity transformation package. Would you tell us about those offerings? Sure. The, the six-month transformation um, package is individual. It's customized one-on-one. -on -one. So that's the way that um, clients would choose to work with me privately. It's private coaching once a week. And it also includes membership in the group It's About Time virtual productivity program. Uh, but the six month transformation is a pretty deep dive into someone's current situation, what's going on with them and why they feel like they're not as productive as they could be. Um, and, and then we work on helping them prioritize what matters, plan their time, which includes eliminating time wasters. So identifying what's getting in their way and then eliminating that, and then just helping them produce productively with greater ease so that they can work smarter, not harder, 
have time for what matters to them, reach their goals. Um, so it's highly customized, delivered over six months with weekly uh, coaching sessions that provide accountability and continuity over the six months. So it's great for somebody who's ready to, to dive in and, and make a change with their organization and productivity. Um, the It's About Time Virtual Productivity Program is a group program and it is a monthly, like a monthly monthly subscription or membership. And um, every month there is a themed uh, webinar and ask the organizer session, an accountability day, and then a group within a private Facebook group for conversation and accountability and kind of cheering each other on. It's a small but mighty group and uh, members are getting a, a lot of value and benefit. So two different offerings. Um, the private coaching includes the membership in the program for as long as somebody is a private coaching client. So that, that person kind of gets the best of both worlds. In your membership, I noticed you have a fantastic Eat Your Frog accountability. Yeah. Where does Eat the Frog come from? That is a um, phrase by speaker and author Brian Tracy. So I don't know if you've heard of him, but he wrote a book called Eat That Frog. <laughs> and so this is his concept. And it's the idea that, you know, okay, Erin, let's say there's, um, you know, something that you really need to get done today. And boy, it would make a big difference to your results and maybe it's hard or difficult. Wouldn't you rather just get it done in the morning or eat it for breakfast, for example? <laughs> so if I were to hold a, a, a frog in front of you and say, okay, Erin, you've got to eat this at some point during the day. Wouldn't you rather get that down with breakfast and then have the rest of your day unfold as, as you wish and feel accomplished rather than having to stare at it all day long and procrastinate like some of us do on some things and eventually still have to get to it, but with more anxiety and, you know, feels like it's even harder than. Um, so that's the idea is eat your frog, get the, get the thing that's going to make the biggest difference for you or your clients or your business or your life. Get it done first thing in the morning before other things get in the way and you have anxiety about it all day long. Because otherwise you're staring at that damn frog. You know the frog's there. It's looking back at you. Exactly. It's not thrilled about being eaten, but we, no. we both know that it's going to happen. That's and right. And it's just sitting watching you for the entire day. Whereas if you had it with coffee in the morning, your frog is done and dusted. Done, done, done. Yep. Speaking of one of those services that uh, Debbie offers, if you go to her website, it's simplyplace.com. You can ask the organizer a question before you're even a member if you go onto her website. Sure. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Just email in your question and Debbie or one of her associates will get back to you so you can get a quick win straight away. Speaking of quick wins and speaking of eating frogs, which is kind of like moving your big stones before you get to your pebbles and your sand, right. you have a great giveaway. It's an e-guide, which, which, which is based on rocks. It says, rock your world <laughs> from anywhere. Yeah. So. Loving, loving some of the words that you use in your copywriting. I'm going to ask you about Help Me, Rhonda, later on. But, okay. but, but what's, what's that e-guide about? So when the pandemic started and um, lots of people who had up until that point, you know, let's say March of 2020, up till that point had worked in corporate offices, many of them, uh, most, most of us were either sent to or, or chose to work from home. Um, and for a lot of people, that was a change. And 
for some, it was a time to think about what are some best practices around working from home. So at the time I wrote the rock your work from home guide as the pandemic progressed. And, you know, now we're, we're speaking 18 months, 19 months later, um, some people are returning to work in an office, some of them full-time, some of them part-time, some are doing a hybrid work situation where maybe they work in the office one day a week in a, a safe way and, you know, work from home four days a week. So I, edited that guide and really tweaked it to be a walk your work from anywhere guide. And it's helpful because, um, you know, for somebody who's working from home, there's best practices. If you're working in the office, there's best practices. Some people are very mobile and they have to work from their car. If they have a, a you know, business or occupation where they do a lot of work in the field. So this is about best practices to help you work from wherever you are and focus on what's important and be organized and get the things done that you need to rock rock your sorry rock your world from anywhere Uh go behind that theory i've all been about world domination from a hammock those of us who are digital nomads to be able to work effectively wherever you are no matter what life and business throws at you or your family throws at you that's right. It's quite a skill. Speaking of writing, you are a twice published Amazon available author. I want to kick in. We've got one habit thriving home office, which is killer habits of the most successful home based business people on the planet. And if you happen to have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. Audible <laughs> audiobook, it's free. Or if you're like me and you prefer a tree book, you can get a lovely paperback delivered to your door. What inspired you to write that book? Uh, you know, that was also something that um, I was inspired to do back in March of 2020. This is really coming to be a pivotal time and month for me um, for the same reason that, you know, so many people were needing to work from home and I was invited to be a co-author on a collaborative project. And I love collaboration. I love networking. I love connecting other people. I love being connected to other people. I think that's kind of a human resource background, the, um, just my interest in people. And um, as I heard about this project and made a decision to join it, it was very much about um, you know, getting contribution from lots of smart people on how they work best from home. And so we invited uh, co or uh, contributing authors to this project and, you know, have around a hundred basically chapters in, in this book that, you know, you could pick up and just read one chapter and learn something, or you could read it, you know, cover to cover, but it is also intended to help people work productively from home. Did you say 100 interviews, 100 people? Yes. And they weren't interviews. So, um, and I, I, it's somewhere between 75 and 100. I don't know the exact number right now off the top of my head. Uh, but yes, that is how many uh, contributors that we invited into the project that wrote a chapter, basically. So it, this was a collaboration project that I co-authored with Steve Sambles. And um, there are chapters from many different types of professions and business professionals in the book that, um, yeah, that's one thing I appreciated about it is the diversity of um, thoughts because it's a diverse set of authors. That is one heck of an achievement. Contacting that many people, coordinating it, getting their feedback, keeping the project on track. Yeah. You 
incredibly productive. Well done, and to do it in 2020 as well. That's, that's quite a coup. Speaking of productive, uh, which Debbie obviously is in abundance, her other book is Six Words Lessons to Be More Productive, 106-Word Lessons to Increase Your Focus, Organization, and Productivity. <laughs> which is available, oh, paperback, only twelve ninety five bargain, 100 six-word lessons. Did these come from the same people that you interviewed? Or no, that's all, that's all me. So what does <laughs> six-word relate to? So the six-word is, I, I think it was an Ernest Hemingway um, original short story that he wanted to tell in only six words. Oh. And um, I, 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 this also is part of a series. So the person that I worked with or that, again, invited me to do this book um, also has published other six word lessons to, you know, fill in the blank. And you can Google that and take a look. There's, there's lots of great um, books in that series, but the one that I did was a hundred six word habits to be more productive so that the lesson, every lesson at each of a hundred are, is six words long. Um, and then there were a couple paragraphs to expand on that. So it was a really interesting way to write a book and to figure out a eloquent, uh, you know, good way, way to communicate a lesson in six words, no more, no less. I loved that challenge. And it also came together pretty quickly because it had this focused direction and this um, kind of uh, rhythm to it as I was writing it. I think I remember that his was devastating i believe it was for sale baby shoes yes 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 yes. so doesn't that tell a story but in only six words yeah um i I still remember it it was that impactful and i believe a lot of a lot of well-known writers also took up the challenge Mm -hmm. so i love the fact this is in six words circling completely around the fact that you were hosting incredible executive VIP days. With, and I, I've looked through some of the sample schedules. You've obviously got a thing for the Beach Boys because uh, one of the segments is called Help Me Rhonda. <laughs> true. You know, I, um, I like to have a little fun when I work. And I think especially when, you know, I, I love to organize and I love to help people with time management and productivity. But not all the clients that hire me to do that work also love the idea of what we're about to do at the beginning. They, they see value in it and they know that they're going to get a good result. But the act of organizing or the act of thinking through, you know, how to be more productive isn't their cup of tea. That's why they hire us. And so I like to have a little fun with words. And when I titled various uh, workshops, um, I played around a little bit. So that's one. The Help Me Rhonda is a great song, by the way. Um, and it is a title for the topic of delegation. Uh, you know, we all we all can find things that are potentially on our plate that someone else could do better or faster or that we could delegate so that we free up our time to do the things that only we can do. Um, So that's just a playful title for effective delegation. We all have zones of genius and to be able to call a consultant in who is able to take that off our plate. For me, my bugbear is tech and Mm -hmm. I turned turned outside consultants for that. It's so much time and money 
and stress and it frees up so much bandwidth when you pull somebody else in who has strengths in the area that you don't. Speaking of your executive VIP days, are you able to offer them online now? Yes, we can do them online. Um, again, luckily things have transitioned very well because of technology. So I, I also, like you, I, I can get frustrated with technology, but I love it because it, you know, Zoom and Teams allow us to do video conferencing, allow us to share screens, allow us to see into somebody's physical environment if that's what's needed. Um, so yes, we can do things virtually. Um, and then in safe ways as well, you know, we can still do some in-person uh, sessions and appointments. And um, so, you know, both are, both are options. What's your range for in-person? Is it Seattle only? Um, no, I have definitely traveled for in-person uh, appointments. So for somebody who, you know, that that wants in-person, um, you know, the, the Seattle area is typically without a travel fee. So King County. Um, and then beyond that, whether it is a drive or an airplane ride away, it can always be arranged. But we then have uh, travel expenses as well as the the consulting so some people will choose to do that and others will want to do things virtually where those travel expenses are not uh, coming into play i know of somebody who paid for somebody to take a plane to go and pick up an, a laptop that she'd left at the airport hmm. never under never underestimate the value of paying to get your time back and that's, that's right that's what getting a professional organizer and productivity expert will do for you. The only thing about uh, not being able to be in person is that Debbie also used to deliver your preferred beverage and lunch. So there is definitely an advantage to getting her to come in in a, in a safe, COVID-friendly manner and getting her to come to see you. You'll end up with a coffee to start off your day as well. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I love some of these titles, Unearth Your Desk. I mean, the, the visual imagery immediately. I've spoken to so many people over the last year who've actually shown me their office desk. And, you, you know, there, there could be a, a pot of gold hidden under that desk for all they know. That's mm -hmm. just covered. So unearth your desk. Debbie will organize a spade and she will make it happen. That's right. Yeah, the, the average worker wastes about an hour a day looking for things they know they have but can't find. So we want to we want to cut that waste, right? There's better, better things that that adds up an hour a day to six weeks of time per year. And I bet all of your listeners could think of better things to do with six weeks a year than look for stuff that they can't find. Lying in a hammock in the sunshine. That's right. You also help with email effectiveness. Can you give us one tip to help increase your email productivity? Yeah, I I would say one tip is process your email. Don't check it. So have a system that allows you to get things out of your inbox, um, but that you won't worry about out of sight, out of mind. So a lot of people will leave email in their inbox, either to remind them to do something. So as a to-do list or for storage, because they think, well, I might need this someday. And we offer alternatives to both those things so that you can process the email out of your inbox, stay in control because email inboxes weren't built to function as a, an effective to-do list or effective storage. There are better options. Speaking of better options, in one of your blogs, you mentioned force multipliers. Now, I'm guessing that's not Power Rangers or Wonder Woman's bracelets. What does that, what does that apply to? 
You know, that's the idea that you can do something small that has a big impact. So you could make a change. Let me give you an example. Let's say, um, you know, if you, if you were to uh, drink an extra glass of water before you had a cup of coffee in the morning, that kicks off some hydration in the day, maybe helps you increase your energy for the day. So it's one small thing that multiplies results that you could achieve, but it doesn't take a lot of effort or overwhelm to do that small thing on its own. So that's the idea of a force multiplier is, is doing something and, or it could be even like automating something once in your work or your business that you then get a return on day after day after day. Um, so that's the idea of a force multiplier is what small thing could you invest in right now that's going to, um, you know, maximize your results for a long time to come. Speaking of small things and also getting back to the rocks, what's a focus stone? A focus stone. So I, I teach a, a class and I talk on a topic that is called multitasking makes you stupid. <laughs> a lot, again, the, the fun with words, right? A lot of people think that they have to multitask to get it all done. They've got so much on their plate. And so they need to get more than one thing done at one time. And studies and science show that it just doesn't work. Our brain is not wired to think about and to do more than one thing at a time. So when we try to do that, we actually are less effective, less efficient. And so a focus stone is something that I um, talk about when I teach this workshop or, or speak on this topic of focus, where if we can focus our attention and our efforts on one thing at a time, we're going to get that thing done faster and with better results than if we tried to do something while interrupted or while trying to do more than one thing at a time. So a focus stone is a visual reminder that you would have and put in front of you to remind you of this concept that I teach, which is called right now. And it's the idea that right now, Aaron, you and I are talking to each other and that's where my full attention is. I bet yours is as well. But if you were just to be distracted or if your attention were to draw be drawn away, you'd have this, this rock or this focus stone or whatever you chose to represent the idea of right now in front of you. And you'd see that and you'd say, oh yeah, right now we're doing this podcast. And you'd, it would help you return your focus and your attention to the one thing that you had committed to doing. I'm not always able to do that. I have a uh, I'm slightly neurodivergent, which is my favorite two words of mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021. But being present makes such a difference in connecting with somebody and actually clarifying what is important. Right, right. So I'm going to go out. Well, actually, I'm not going to go anywhere because I've just had foot surgery. But I'm going to get my husband to get me a pebble. Yes. Out of the garden. I'm going to put it on my desk and I'm going to think of you and I'm going to think of my focus stone. Excellent. And that's, that's it. It's just, it, again, this is a, a brain trick, right? You're, it's a, a reminder of visual, technically it's called a visual cueing device. And we can, we know it's just a rock or just a marble or whatever you choose to use. Um, but when you see it, it will remind you of this concept and, and help you. Mm, another friend of mine uh, uses pebbles as gratitude rocks. Every time yeah. she, she looks at a rock, she keeps it in a pocket. She remembers to be grateful. Wonderful. I love that. Circling back to Muse It again, I like to move it, move it. You've got to move it, move it. 
Would you tell me what that relates to? Sure. Uh, some of the clients that we work with, you know, experience transition, whether that's, uh, you know, moving offices and then that's what that refers to. Um, so we've gone in before and worked with teams or departments or even individuals that need to move in their space, physically pack up and are going to have uh, potentially their space re, um, remodeled or reworked and then they need to move back in or they're transitioning into a different workspace. So we help them go through that process. Uh, an example, we went into an accounting firm here in Seattle and we um, talked to you know their, their staff about this upcoming move that they were having. And then they had a day that everybody was kind of given you know off of meetings and off of expectations that they'd uh, be with their clients and, and contact prospects. And they were just given the day to go through their things, to pack up and um, to move their stuff out into boxes, basically. And then on the other side of the move to do what we call an organized unpack and put away. So moving is the best time to consider the things that you have and whether they're serving you well and how you want them organized. So that's what the, the move it, you've got to move it, move it service is really about helping people make a move in an organized and productive way. I've moved countries four times and there's nothing like reassessing your, uh, your positions to make you realize what's important and what isn't and how much of it is replaceable that's and how right. much of it is clutter. Speaking of moving, we're coming into, well, it's now October 25 as we're recording this in 2021. We're coming into November and December. And on its simplyplace.com Debbie site, there is a fantastic blog called Moving Your 2021 Goals Across the Finish Line. Mm -hmm. Because we are coming down to the end of the year. And uh, on your blog, it talks about setting goals with intention and accountability. And you give us three tips for how to do that. Would you like me to read them or would you like to share what they are? Why don't you read them and then I certainly can expand on them if you'd like. Sure, it's right in front of me. This is one of the bonuses of doing a podcast in bed with your foot out, your feet elevated with <laughs> and looking at a website. So one is very, very close to my heart uh, because clarity is to me is one of the things I strive for and I help my clients strive for, knowing your why. I believe mm -hmm. the vision is a rudder for your life. And if you know where you're going and you know why you want to get there, it really helps with decision fatigue. Why is the why important to you? It's because that's the, the thing, the idea, the value, the person, depending on what your why is, that's going to motivate you to move forward and, in fact, to finish. So when things get hard or challenging or you lose steam, if you're reminded of that why, and I always like to encourage people to find a way to you know, make that visual, to, to post a picture or some word or just a reminder of the root of why you're doing what you're setting out to do, because it's going to help motivate you. It also could help you make decisions about how to use your time. When you're real clear on what you value and what's important to you, you can use that as a litmus test to deciding on things. So it just can make things real clear. And the second part of this is also something we both do, create an action plan. Mm -hmm. Why is this important? 
you know, I, I think this goes back to what, what we talked about before when uh, you asked me to describe the, the work I did with people in the individual coaching or the group program. You know, we need to prioritize what matters. So that's understanding what's important to you and knowing your why. Then we need to have a plan. When we have a plan, we're identifying the steps to take. It can break down overwhelm. Sometimes we want something, but we don't know how we're going to get there. And we don't always have to see the whole path, but you need to at least identify the first logical and not overwhelming step. And that can then sometimes shine a light on what the next step would be and the next step. And if you're working under a timeline, if you want to accomplish something or you need to accomplish something by a certain date, then a plan is particularly important to help you meet that deadline or that timeline. Line. And you can do the activity that we probably all did as students way back when, even in elementary school, of the working backwards. So I don't know, you know, for those listeners that have kids, you know, if you've ever had a son or a daughter come up to you on, oh, let's say the 29th of the month and say, oh my gosh, tomorrow I have a science fair project due, or oh, I have a book report due. Well, this was probably something that was assigned a month ago or before. And had they had a plan then to space out the work, there wouldn't be this night before panic. So that's why it's important to have a plan so that you can meet deadlines and timelines. You can take away overwhelm and know what steps to take um, in a productive way. I love working backwards. If like Debbie, uh, well, Debbie is a published author, but for example, if you wanted to write a book and you wanted your book to be published on a certain date, work backwards. What's the step before that that needs to happen? What's the step before that that needs to happen? What's the step before that that needs to happen? And put it into your diary. Uh, Number three, embrace accountability. Why is sharing our goals so important? I love accountability. It's one of my favorite productivity strategies. When we share what we're setting out to do with somebody else, we are more likely to follow through. Um, 92% more likely. And that's a statistic that, you know, I I can't give you the source of because I don't know it off the top of my head right now. But you you can take a look at, you know, what what percent of people when they, you know, set a goal will achieve it. And it just raises exponentially when we share that goal and in fact, make some specific plans to check in with somebody else to be held accountable. And so it is a either, you know, no cost, or if you, you know, hire a coach to help hold you accountable, then there could be a cost that has an immense return on investment because of the likelihood of your achieving what you set out to achieve while you embrace accountability. Um, Just knowing that someone's going to ask you about your progress or check in with you makes it much, much more likely that you're going to do the thing. Especially if you have trouble with internal accountability, but you always meet your commitments to other people. That's right. And the other bonus, of course, is you get cheerleaders along the way. You get people applauding your success and you get people asking about them. Right. So uh, it keeps you moving. On this, uh, One of the blogs you have, great blogs on the website, talks about making your goals smart, which is also part of the, you know, across mm-hmm. the 2021. Would you explain what a SMART goal is? Sure. Um, It's an acronym. So the letters S-M-A-R-T. And most, the four out of the five letters are very commonly um, known, but it stands for making something specific, measurable, attainable, 
And then R, I've put my own spin on, but that's really wanted. And that goes back to understanding your why. You were more likely to follow through on something that we really want for ourselves, not that somebody else thinks we should do. Um, And then the T is time sensitive. So if you take a goal, um, like let's say, uh, you you know, I want to lose weight. Well, how could we make that more specific? Well, you could say, I would like to, you know, lose five pounds. Um, And then how would you make that measurable? Well, we put a number to it, so that helps it be measurable. But the measurable also allow us to assess progress. So we'll know when we're halfway done. We'll know when we're done. Uh, Attainable, that's individual. So you've got to ask yourself when you have a goal, a SMART goal, is that something I can achieve? Um, and then really wanted, that would be understanding why you want it and it, that it's something you really want. And then time sensitive would be, um, you know, by Thanksgiving, for example. So I want to lose five pounds by, you know, let's say the end of November. That would be specific, measurable, attainable in theory, really wanted and time sensitive. And that is easier for our brain to wrap itself around and make some plans around than to just say broadly, I want to lose weight. One more tip. You mentioned that a change of scenery can help increase productivity. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. And, you know, this is also everyone's individual about this, but sometimes when we have a different perspective or um, just change things up by moving locations, sometimes that will help us to um, focus better, uh, to, you know, have a, if normally where we work, we maybe have some interruption either due to other people in our environment or, um, you know, just kind of the various distractions that we might have when we change locations or try working from someplace else, we can get another perspective and, um, you know, could allow us to focus even more. As you can tell, Debbie Rosemont is an engaging speaker, so she is available for speaking gigs. Reach out to her at the website, it's simplyplace.com. And you can find her in multiple medias. She's been interviewed numerous times for TV, print, radio, and online media, which is why I found you so easy to Google. Excellent. (laughs) Make sure you check out her books on Amazon. And she works with businesses, groups, individuals, and has great membership options. Debbie, thank you so much for your time today. You are incredibly... You have an incredible ability to find the time and to make it about time. So time spent here was much appreciated. Well, Erin, it was my pleasure to be your guest. I very much appreciate the invitation and the opportunity, and it was a pleasure to talk uh, with you. You obviously did your research, and I applaud you for that. I think that's fantastic. You're a great podcast host. That is so nice of you to say so, and I very, very much enjoyed learning about what you do. Have a lovely rest of your day. Look forward to seeing you in real life or virtually. Bye. Bye.